Good morning. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup. It's uh, Saturday, the 18th of June, 2022. I'm Chris Lynch, and this is the roundup of the action that took place on the 17th of June in the Cape Cod Baseball League, or actually, in one instance, uh, action that did not happen. We have our first rain out of the season. And by the way, um, unlike last season when the uh, Cape League did not make up rained out games, this year, they uh, they are making up rained out game games because uh, they're going back to having the points format be your way of making the postseason. And if you are and making up the seating for the postseason, and if you are operating in that way, you absolutely have to uh, have everybody play the same number of games. So um, the Chatham Anglers and Katuit Kettleers were supposed to play a game at 5 p.m. at Lowell Park in Katuit yesterday, but Katuit got dumped on by a bunch of rain, and so it was unplayable, and the result of that is the Anglers and Kettleers did not end up playing, so they will have to make up their game at a later point in time. Presumably, uh, they would most likely do that uh to uh, make a double header out of it. So back in the 2019 season, I remember, for example, the um, uh, the Whitecaps had to make up a game against Orleans, and so we did that uh, on a double header day. So they would have to, they really would have to be uh, doing that when they've already got another game to be played against Chatham. They actually are going to be facing at Chatham. On, um, sorry, they've already made their uh, made a road trip to uh, to Chatham once so far. They are not scheduled to host the Anglers until July 22nd, so it does seem very possible that they would uh, use that day as their doubleheader day to make up this game. So July 22nd is uh, the most kind of convenient time, unless they want to burn one of their off days not have a double header so also possible and uh, yeah so the inconveniences of rain showing up in this sport and uh, yeah that's the only game that ended up getting washed out the other four games all took place and as far as the games that actually were played we start with YD getting their first victory of the season and this game was nearly actually a disaster for YD 5-4 is the final. Both the uh, Whitey Red Sox and the Orleans Firebirds after this game are 1-3-1. One, and, one. and I stated earlier, this game was nearly a disaster for YD. They got out to a good start early on in this game with one run in the first, one run in the second, and two runs coming home in the fourth inning. They got a pair of home runs hit by Luke Franzoni and Johnny Long. Uh, home home runs hit by one of each of those guys, so that went rather well. Uh, Johnny Long drove in two runs on this game. Cole Carrick got three hits in this game, though he didn't score a run or drive in anything, which is a little bit surprising, but, you know, baseball is kind of weird like that. So 
YD was up rather comfortably. Orleans got one run back in the fifth, and then came the ninth inning, in which uh, uh, they probably stretched out their back end of the bullpen guy, Christopher Bowe from Arizona, a little bit too far. He ended up giving up three runs, but none of them were earned. Four hits and two walks and three strikeouts. Yeah, YD committed an error, a very critical error in that ninth inning that nearly ended up costing them. Orleans uh, got a home run from Travis Honeyman after everybody was uh, was safe early on. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mess as far as how uh, Orleans got their first couple of runs and then their last one as well. Also an unearned run gotten on a uh, bases-loaded walk. They did get a strikeout so that they um, um, only tied the game in the ninth inning instead of going ahead, which Orleans definitely had a chance to take the lead in the top half of the ninth. And then Whitey's offense in the bottom half of the frame got enough. Michael Bovey with the walk-off base hit to score Luke Schliger and give the uh, Whitey Red Sox their first victory of the season, a badly, badly needed win for Whitey, who was, up until yesterday, the only team without a victory on the Cape League season. So... Nice work for the YD Red Sox. They are now in the winner's column for uh, for one game, which is rather important and rather good so that you can be winning and stuff. They're tied with Orleans, but I guess technically they would have the uh, head-to-head advantage. So, you know, good work, everybody. That's, uh, that's a very good bit of performance. Um, and an interesting thing about the way this season has been played so far um, as noted by Codball, it's been very pitching dominated so far to the point where there seriously are six of the ten teams in the league who are hitting under 200. Bourne's hitting 174, Falmouth and Wareham are both at 177, Orleans is at 180, Hyannis is at 195, and Chatham is also at 195. I can't help but uh, wonder exactly what is going on with how whether all of the pitching is just this good or if uh, or you know if there's something else that's going down it's just it's just kind of crazy to see what the uh, what the um, offense is up to for, for how how good the pitching has been so far this season it's it's different um, I mean I, I the Whitecaps won last year on the back of effective and dominant pitching, so I guess uh, I guess baseball really is more about pitching than it is about anything else. And no game I think exemplifies the whole timely offense and limited offense than the Wareham Brewster game, which the Gatemen won four to one. Uh, Wareham got three of their runs home in the eighth inning. They got nine hits for the game. Brewster only got. Three hits for the whole game, and two of them came from Alex Freeland, who hit a home run in this game. The big offensive player for the Gate Men is Torin Montgomery from Missouri. Big, big, big dude, 6'4, 245. Uh, he drove in two runs, he got three hits, he scored two runs, he hit a home run in this game, did very, very well. The win ends up going to the first 
guy in relief for the Gatemen, Cam Weston from Michigan. Uh, I'm sure it's got to be an interesting spot for him because he is out here while uh, his college program is changing so much with Eric Bakich going to uh, going to Clemson. So here's hoping that uh, that Michigan has a smooth transition. The save ends up going to Michael Walsh from Yale. He actually spent a little bit of time at the end of uh, last season with the Whitecaps, so he got his first save. No, sorry, his second save of the season. Already two saves on the year. He got one a one-inning save against Hyannis already. He pitched two innings and got six strikeouts uh, against the Whitecaps uh, yesterday. The loss ends up going to the last pitcher who threw for Brewster, Patrick Copen out of Marshall. He had one kind of rough inning in the eighth. Otherwise, he pitched fine. In fact, really, the Whitecaps really only had that one rough inning in which they gave up the three runs. Otherwise, this is a tied 1-1 game. And, you know, pitching dominates. It's uh, It really is as simple as that. It Pitching is how you win baseball games, even if it can feel a little bit uh, not the most interesting, to be frank. But... You know, pitching is how you win, and offense is something that you just kind of have to ride whenever you get the opportunity to uh, to get so. Uh, we've, we actually had one other game that ended in a 4-1 to score. We'll jump over to that one. The Bourne Braves defeat the Harwich Mariners by that same score, and uh, Bourne spread their offense out a little bit more. Two runs in the third, one in the fifth, and one in the seventh. They got 10 hits, and Harwich... Had a very similar line score to the Whitecaps. One run on three hits. The, of course, the formula, you guessed it, good pitching. The starter for Bourne, Cade Boxrucker, which is just a great name out of Campbell, did rather well. Uh, he threw four innings, he gave up three hits and the only run. Struck out two guys. The win ends up going to Cade Grundy from Louisville. And the Three-inning save ends up going to Ty Cummings, also from Campbell. So very nice, very nice work, very well done. The loss ends up going to Wyatt Scotty out of Northeastern from Marston's Mills, another, another local guy for this league. Uh, he threw three innings, gave up two runs, six hits, a walk, and two Ks. He was certainly not the biggest problem for uh, for the team. Uh, the problem is the fact that the offense was not there, so that's a, that's a relative problem, is that you do actually need some offense to come in to score. The lone Harwich run came home on a sacrifice fly by Chase Engelard. Uh, he flew out to right field to bring home Gino Groover. Where do they keep finding these names? These, oh, these names are great. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Bourne gets the win. They're now 2-2-1. Two, two, Harwich is now 3-2-0. and oh. In fact, the Mariners are tied for first place in the East with Brewster. And one other game to take a quick look at. Falmouth is off to a bad start this year. 1-4 uh, against the High Annis Harbor Hawks. 4-3 is the final score in, uh, in that game's proceedings at High Annis. Down in the eighth inning, three to two, they end up walking it off. And Falmouth, again, they only got three hits in this game. They got three runs home, but this was uh, this was a rather tough time of it. 
Falmouth's biggest offensive push came in the fourth inning when they got two of their three hits, and both of those hits in that inning were home runs. Uh, back-to-back jacks by uh, Kobe Halter, the DH out of Florida, and Braden Taylor, the third baseman out of Texas Christian. So that's their best inning. That's their best offensive inning. Uh, they got one more run home in the sixth, and that was a result of an Andrew Pinckney single to bring home Alex Mooney. An earned run after Mooney had got on with a walk, and then they played some small balls. So all three of the hits they got brought home runs, which is really efficient. But then came the uh, last inning, the last two innings. So Hyannis got a run home, an unearned run home, on a really complicated uh, error by the center fielder that allowed a couple other people to move up. So a very costly error in the eighth. And then in the ninth, the Harbor Hawks managed to walk it off on a wild pitch, which is just brutal. Cole McConnell came in to score the final run. Uh, he actually entered this game as a pinch runner out of Louisiana Tech. But, you know, he got on, he came home, he did his job, and uh, so nice work for the Harbor Hawks. They are now 2-2-1. and one. They are having a much better season than what they did last year. Of course, everybody in the West is still looking up to Katuit, who of course did not play yesterday. Uh, Chatham didn't either, so uh, the Anglers and Kettleers will both be back in action today. Let's give you a quick look at the upcoming games today. The Whitecaps and Anglers will be playing at Stony Brook Field. Chatham is slated to throw Chris Villeman from North Carolina State, and uh, Brewster is scheduled to throw Joseph Mancini out of Boston College. Both these guys have pitched once already this summer, so we're now starting to get to a point where people are, you know, comfortable and people are uh, just used to what they're expecting to see. Uh, YD looking for their first winning streak of the season. They beat uh, they beat Orleans yesterday. They host Harwich today at 5 p.m. at Red Wilson Field. Jared Lyons out of George Mason is the scheduled starter. Did very very well his first time out against Orleans. A shutout performance. So he puts that on the line against the Mariners. Harwich does not have a probable listed. Uh, at McKeon Park, the Harbor Hawks will be hosting Katuit. Jonathan Fincher from Louisiana Tech is the scheduled starter. He is making his debut. Katuit does not have a probable listed. Falmouth is going to Wareham, and Falmouth trying to turn their uh, tough start to the season around against a very good Gateman team. Ike Buxton from Lipscomb in, I believe, Nashville is going to be starting for Falmouth, where him doesn't have a probable. And the latest games start 6.30 p.m. Orleans is hosting Bourne, and the Firebirds are throwing Wyatt Longcar from the Ohio State University Buckeyes uh, in their game against the Bravos. So that is the action. Again, we have to make up one rained-out game, which is rather inconvenient for the anglers and uh, the Cataliers, but those are the rules, and that is how this season is being played. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Cape League Roundup. I'm Chris Lynch. We hope you enjoyed your time with us this morning, and we hope you get out and enjoy some Cape League baseball. (laughs) 